the disagreement is turning pretty dark. We have a divided nation. We have a very divided nation. We seem to be living in a time of utter tribalism. If it's true to you, then it's true. No, it's not. In order to be able to think, you have to risk being offensive. I mean, look at the conversation we're having right now. Nothing is as important as the truth of God revealed in Scripture. Welcome to Disagree With Me, a podcast dedicated to considered conversations on taboo topics. My name is Angel. And my name is Caleb. And today, we don't have a, any other guests, but, mm-hmm. I mean, Caleb, you're, you're special. <laughs> you I don't know how guest. to take that. I don't know. I mean, that is a compliment. Okay, good, good. <laughs> so you're, you're our special guest. Even though you're always with us, I mean, yeah, yeah <laughs> you're part. I mean, you're, <laughs> that sounds like I'm dead. <laughs> I know he's always he's always with us. Yeah, and today we're gonna talk about something. Uh, not uh, it's like, a very obscure topic, really. It, uh, you know, nobody's really is, talking about it. It's not really taboo to talk about the coronavirus because that's what we're gonna talk about. Yeah, because everybody's talking about the coronavirus, but the way we're gonna talk about the coronavirus might be a little taboo. True, fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's just jump in. Like, we haven't even really planned out what we're going to say here. So this might be a little bit ranty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is what it is. We got to have some fun, right? Mm-hmm. In the midst mm-hmm. of all this chaos and craziness. Yeah. So if you're tuning in and you have no idea of what we're talking about when we mentioned coronavirus, where are you living? Yeah. Have you been living <laughs> under a rock? Like... And can I move there? <laughs> <laughs> because the coronavirus has uh, taken over everything. Yeah. Literally everything. Like it, it's it's if you don't know, it's a it's a virus that originated in the Wuhan Wuhan, right? The Wuhan region Wuhan of Wuhan region of, of China, yeah. Of China. It's a global pandemic, meaning it's spread out throughout the world. And we have lost our collective minds over this, <laughs> yes, this virus. Not to say that it's not a like it's killed people, right? Like it's mm-hmm. not a it's not to say it's not all a government conspiracy. It actually yes. does exist. <laughs> but okay, can I say something? Yeah. So I heard about the coronavirus way back in like, I think it was like January when this all came yeah. out. Yeah. From my coworker. And it was when the whole Iran Iran thing was going on. We're like Iran the Iranian militia attacked like a U.S. base and then the U.S. attacked mm. uh, the general or whatever. And then it was like, oh, World, the World War, War III stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. And so my coworker was like, coronavirus is going on. The Iranians planted this virus in China and it's to take down the world or whatever. And I was like, that's, that's not true. I was like, it's not gonna, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be over soon. Like, it's gonna be like, they're gonna get over it in Wuhan and, Two weeks from now, we're never going to even remember this. And it's been like four months now. <laughs> We've remembered it. We remembered it. And I think and we, we, we will remember will, this for the rest of history. For sure. Yep. Uh, and I hope I, I hope we do remember it. And I hope we learn from it. Mm-hmm. Because we have, like I said before, we have lost our collective minds because of the coronavirus. And of course, it's come to the United States. 
a lot of people have it have been affected by it and yeah a lot of people have died but not as much not as many people thankfully as was projected exactly right yeah. like the projections were i think it was like two million was yeah it was crazy projections yeah and then it went down to like a hundred thousand or something and then it went, it's down to like sixty thousand. yeah yeah and right now we're at twenty five thousand nine hundred forty nine deaths as of today and today's april 14th so whenever you listen to this that's that's where we're at and i don't know whenever you listen to this where we'll be but that's where we're at right now and, and not to say that those deaths not, not to like just say well that doesn't matter like that's only 25 that's a lot of people right yeah. so like we mourn that and as christians like we mourn that because mm-hmm. we see value in human beings and yeah and we don't even want one person to die from this mm-hmm. but it hasn't turned out to be the great like black death plague that everyone exactly right was assuming it would be but yet we have reacted as if it is mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's been crazy it has been so crazy here in wisconsin where we where we live we're on a safer at home order which is basically house arrest for you if you're not an essential employee quote-unquote essential where you can't even leave your house or you shouldn't you're, you're encouraged not to leave your house and you can't go to work if you don't work in an essential um, job. What is, deemed, what is deemed by the government to be an essential job? Yeah, exactly. And so, and I, I said this from the beginning, and I, I know you feel the same way, Caleb, but I'm, I'm sure you do. Like, even from the beginning, when I first started hearing about this spreading, I was not so much scared about the coronavirus itself, but what the government's reaction would be to the mm-hmm. coronavirus. Yeah. Day sad, one, day one of oh, it's gonna come to the United States. I yeah. immediately started worrying about that. I was like, <laughs> yep. oh boy, here yeah. we go. Uh, that same here, and so like, I was like, I, I'm not so much afraid because I think I, if I get this thing, it'll be two weeks and I'll be done with it. Like, you know, but the government actions are something that I'm gonna have. We're gonna have to live with for the rest of our lives, mm-hmm. and. Sadly, it's it's proven true. So there's there's just crazy, crazy stuff going on in the world. So I, I guess let's let's start there. <laughs> what is what's like to you, Caleb, what is the 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 thing that worries you the most about the coronavirus crisis? Uh the fact that so many people specific specifically christians are basically begging the government to take away their freedoms yeah. <laughs> like literally begging them like i yeah. saw a bunch of people like tweeting like at various government organizations and saying like please lock us all away like please do like and i just am staring at these tweets just being like what is going on because there is just something and, and you know good old ben franklin Good old Ben Franklin always, you know, is one of his most famous quotes. Um, those who, uh, you know, I'm going to paraphrase, but, you know, those who give away their liberty to earn a little security deserve neither and will lose both. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is exactly <laughs> what we're seeing, right? Like we're yeah. seeing a bunch of people freak the heck out about something that ultimately is not as dangerous as, they're, as they initially made it out to be. Mm-hmm. I think we, anyone who's in any way intelligent about this sort of th- thing could probably see right away. It wasn't going to be as crazy as the 
the stats were pointing it out to be just because of the way things, these things go. Media always hypes up these things. Um, but you know, these people are freaking out and what's the first thing they do? They, they beg the government to take away their freedoms. Um, and they start criticizing anyone who, uh, you know, warns or brings up how dangerous it is for the government to be breaking the constitution like it is to be, um, ignoring clear statutes in, uh, you know, the constitution to clear, uh, laws that our government and our nation abide by, or, you know, in theory do in the name of safety, in the name of security, in the name of stopping this virus. And it just worries me that people, people's reactions are the way that it is mainly because of it's all being touted in the name of love, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. if you, if you really love, if you care about people, this is what you'll do. You'll let the government arrest people. You'll let, you'll call the police on your neighbors. If they're an outside of their house, this is all in the name of love because you don't want grandma to die. Do you? Yeah. You don't want grandma to die. <laughs> and it, it's so heavy handed. It's so, yeah. it, it's the same sort of stuff that happens with every single instance. We can, we can pull up probably 15 different crises throughout American history that the public has reacted to in the exact same way, or at least, you know, some of the public and then the government uh, has reacted the same way to the government's actions. And the government has stepped in, has taken away freedoms to provide security. And when it's all, when the dust is settled, when everything is said and done, we are less free than we were before. I could, I could, I guarantee you, we spent five minutes looking on the internet. We could find 15 different instances where this exact thing, the same thing happened. It's happening again right now. And I just worry that we get to the end of this crisis and a bunch of those emergency powers that are being used in, you know, most of them aren't in any sort of law that these governments don't have actually the right to do anything that mm-hmm. they're doing, even in an emergency situation. Um, when we When the dust settles, we will... Those the, the governments will keep those powers. They'll keep those new rules in place. Yeah, and no, we'll lose our freedom. <laughs> yeah, they don't. So everything you said, honestly, like the the fact that such a small group of people can have such a such like the amount of power that they do. Yeah. To to literally like change the course of individual like large swaths of of people's lives like to the point where there are millions of people in this country that can't go to work not because they don't want to it's because they like they will get arrested if they show up to work you know what i'm saying like they will Mm -hmm. their their workplaces will be shut down if, if they even like open up and it's all like and it's all touted because it's a health emergency or whatever but i'm I'm looking at as like i said as of right now april 14th and you know we're going to talk about wisconsin because that's where we're we're at right now we have 3,555 confirmed cases and 170 deaths in the whole state of wisconsin and we have upwards of 5 million people in this state and so we're talking about i don't even know i'm not good at math so i i won't give you a percentage of what 170 out of 5 million people is 
that have died. But I can tell you this, I can tell you that there have been more people this year that have died from a host of other things that we're not really caring about right now in the state of Wisconsin. And we're not doing the same thing. So like my whole thing is like, we're not being consistent and we are freaking out. And we, like you said, like, we're just kind of giving everything up. We're like, take our rights and take, take my life and do with it as you please yep. to save me from, from this virus. And it's, it's like, I, I wish people would just stop and think and just, and just, I don't, that's, that's the crazy thing to me, just how easy people were just let go of the reins or like, just, yep. just do what you want. Yep. Um, it, it, really what this reminds me of more than anything else is nine 11. Um, just cause it's in our lifetime and I, we can mm -hmm. look back very recently on it. Um, and you, you think about what air travel was like before nine 11 and how, how much Liberty was there, how much the free market was let to do with as it would, as it would. Um, and now air airports and, um, uh, airlines and airplanes and all that stuff are heavily regulated where air travel isn't fun anymore at yeah. all like well in, in i like so airplanes so I, I do too yeah, yeah. but like <laughs> i hate and, and, and so i'm pointing out like yeah. the tsa mainly right no, I like know, i know so and just just thinking about like the the sort of fear mongering that happens after a crisis like this so you know 9-11 happens arguably much worse than the mm -hmm. coronavirus situation just in terms of like devastation in one action sort of yeah. thing right yeah. obviously there a lot of people have died in um during the coronavirus but like it's a natural it's a natural sickness it's you know it's, it's causing mm -hmm. death and stuff but it's a you know it's a sickness it's it's a very different situation than like terrorists actually destroying two incredibly populated buildings um but we saw such a you know the same situation where people were afraid people were very very afraid um and what does the government do they passed something called yeah. the Patriot Act. What a nice name for that. What a, what a nice <laughs> name for the Patriot Act. Yeah. Let's let's take a look real quick and see what the Patriot Act did. Um, you know, passed in 2001, improved the abilities. <laughs> I love the way that this is worded. <laughs> improved the abilities of U.S. law enforcement to detect and de deter terrorism. Um, and what does this actually include? It includes... Um, a bunch of so here I'll, I'll give a, <laughs> a list of it here allowing law enforcement to use surveillance and wiretapping to investigate terror related at crimes so they the government can spy on people now yeah. allowing federal agents to request court permission to use roving wiretaps to track a specific terrorist suspect allowing delayed notification search warrants to prevent a terrorist from learning they are a suspect allowing federal agents to seek federal court permission to obtain bank records and business records to aid in national security terror investigations and prevent money laundering for, for terrorism financing, improving information and intelligence sharing between government agencies, providing tougher penalties for convicted terrorists and those who harbor them, allowing search warrants to be attained in any district where terror-related activity occurs no matter where the warrant is executed, ending the statute of limitations for certain terror-related crimes, making it harder for aliens involved in terrorist activities to enter the United States and providing aid to terrorism victims and public safety officers involved in investigating and preventing terrorism or responding to terrorist attacks. There's a lot in there that basically amounts to the government gets to violate more people's rights. Mm -hmm. um, 
And there's in a situation like this, um, what yeah, what's actually kind of funny is, um, the I'm looking at the, like an article from History.com that kind of listed some of these things, and it yeah. it said you know the question here that I asked is did the Patriot Act prevent terrorism? And says, well, depending on whom you ask or what you read, the Patriot Act may or may not have prevented terrorism. <laughs> According to a 2015 Washington Post article, the Justice Department admitted FBI agents can't point to any major terrorism cases they've cracked thanks to the key snooping powers in the Patriot Act. But let's keep it going. <laughs> but let's but let's continue. And, and so right, it's the so it's um. I think it's Adam ruins everything. Is the show uh, Jericho is oh, yeah. telling me about this? They did an episode on the TSA on what the TSA does in airports, right? And how, and it was, and they, you know, asked the question, okay, does the TSA actually prevent terrorism? And the foregone conclusion was no. Most of the stuff they do is what's called illusion of security. Yeah. They give people the illusion that they're safer when instead, actually, the only thing that's happening is people's rights are being violated and no more safety or security is being provided. That is exactly what we're seeing with the coronavirus situation. Mm-hmm. Just flat out. That's what we're seeing. Most of the measures that are being put in place here are giving people the illusion of security. Um, and unfortunately, it's coming at a really, really big cost because we're headed straight nose diving into an economic recession just like 2008. Yep. Um, and it's because yeah. not because of the coronavirus. It's because of what the government, how the government has responded to the coronavirus. Yeah. So. And that's the crazy thing. It's like when you point that out, it's like the government does these things that say they're going to help us and then they don't actually help us. Yeah. It actually, I mean, and specifically with the coronavirus, like it's leading us into. It's leading economic, us into more dependency upon the, gov- the yeah. government. Yeah. <laughs> because you point that out to people and instead of them coming to the conclusion that I mean that we're coming to and we believe this is the right conclusion yeah. because the government's causing the problem instead of coming to the conclusion of okay well let's the government should not take control over these things and we want it to to give back these powers that we should never have let it have instead they go well well let's let the government fix it by getting bigger and then like with this stimulus bill or whatever, this $2 trillion thing. It's like the yeah. government caused the problem, but it's going to fix it too. Like, let's, let's let it do it. And it, I'm like, are you, are you not seeing the pattern here? Like the, why would you have, it caused the crisis and it's not solving it. I mean, it's the best thing that it would do. The government could do right now is to step back and let people mm-hmm. make these choices for themselves. Yep. But we're like, no, we, we we want you to keep doing it. And people do grow more dependent on it. And that's the scary thing is like, we just take it for granted that this is the way our lives are. Like yeah. people think, well, land of the home, whatever. I can't even remember the words. Land of the free. Home of the brave. Yeah. Home, and the land of the free and the home, home of the of brave. brave. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Out of its context, it's hard to figure out. <laughs> right. And it's like, we... Like, Never thought we'd this, be singing, singing yeah. the, pledge, the, <laughs> the national the, anthem. On yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but it's like we sing that all the time, and so we think that the government spying on us is means that we're like, oh, it's keeping us free. Like freedom isn't free, so we gotta, 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you don't know what freedom uh, is. This isn't freedom. Yeah, it's not freedom. Yeah. And it's like, uh, uh, I, I so, so many people assume that freedom is American democracy. That's yeah. what freedom means. It means yeah. the, the the freedom to participate in our governmental system, the yeah. the the freedom to be a citizen of the Amer of the American people, like. That's what freedom to most of these people is. Um, mm -hmm. But when you actually point out what freedom actually is, what liberty actually is, the power to make your own choices in your own life, you, we see exception after exception after exception after exception to these rules mm -hmm. that people are just buying, mostly because the government has done a great job of um, growing dependency upon it and getting people to view it's overreach as normative and so you know you see people be like well what what do you mean we should let people make their own educational choices what the government needs to teach our children they're the best <laughs> yeah. at it they they have all the funding we should we just need to give them more money you know that then then yeah. everything will be better right what about the poor people how will they get education you know and it's just this whole big it, it's all about emotional manipulation um, when we can look at actual statistics, we can look at actual um, logic and see how, uh, in actual economics, and see how most of these industries, most of these situations in which people are saying, we need the government to step in to help these people, we see probably you know a mountain of evidence um, that private citizens can accomplish that task infinitely mm -hmm. better than the government can uh, just a uh, a resource to look up to fee.org fee.org yeah um the freedom for economic education um please please look at that website it is chock full of educated people who talk about economics science statistics logic government politics through the lens of what what does free economics look like? Yeah. What what does it look like when private citizens try to accomplish the tasks the government says only it can accomplish? And you'll see time and time again, we do it better. Yeah, private people do it better than the government can because the government has to. It has so much red tape. It has so many regulations. It has so many um, levels of bureaucracy that it has to. It's so inefficient, and and ultimately it doesn't have the best interests of the people it's claiming to help in mind and we can see that because of the numerous historical examples of government misusing its funds um misallocating them uh abusing its authority just mm -hmm. time and time again just like the the ban in kentucky where like people easter was this past sunday and the governor of kentucky or whatever it should like if you went to church, even if it was a drive-in service, and you just sat in your car, you could be cited for five hundred dollars. And then yesterday, <laughs> there's a video of police in Kentucky, all in a parking garage, in their cars, just like the Christians would have been in their in their cars listening to a service to yeah. a sermon. Literally, sit, hundreds of police officers in front of a of a hospital with their lights on violating that very same order but yeah we don't see the irony one of them is we, we're like we need to protect 
the government needs to protect people. So we need to find these people $500 for disobeying this law. But then, and the people that are going to find those, that are going to write those tickets, then get together and do the very same thing that they say we shouldn't be doing because it's unsafe. Yeah. Which is the great irony of it. And, and like you said, they're, they're, that's just one example that I'm thinking of. Like specifically, it has to do with the, the coronavirus. It's, and it's like, we just take it. We're like, no, well, this is the best way. Like this is, this is what needs to happen. And even the, and the funniest thing is like people that are so against specific leaders in our government. Like for instance, people are very against that are very against Donald Trump. that don't like him at all. Are like, he needs to do more. He needs to take over more. He needs to, <laughs> Oh, you got to choose one. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what's insane about this whole thing is people's, yeah, I don't know. It, it it shows me that we only really have one political party in the United States. Yeah. And it's the Green yeah. Party. Yep. Right? It's, then, it's, yeah, it's, it's the Envy Party. It's the yeah. Corruption Party. It's it's people who want... The, the, the issue with American politics is not left versus right, ultimately. It's, it's mm-hmm. and in most cases, it is people who want more government versus people who want less government. And the the lines the the number of those people is growing exponentially every single day of people who just it were more and more it, it's obvious to me that people have just taken for granted oh we just need more government we just need yeah. more government overreach everything just needs to be government and then the government will fix everything um and i just want to ask those people have you read 1984 have you read fahrenheit <laughs> fahrenheit 451 have you paid attention to history at all yeah so i, I don't know I, it's it's funny it's okay so she, you mentioned the fee.org so i was reading yeah i've been doing a lot of reading there because my job's kind of slowed down a little bit so yeah. I, I got lots of time on my hands mm-hmm. thanks evers but nevertheless um <laughs> i get so i get to do a lot of reading and i was reading t- actually today it's my day off so it wasn't at work but i was reading today about you know what caused the, the great depression in the 30s um, and it's it's true. We forget about history so quickly. Like this was a hundred less than a hundred years ago, and we we're committing the same mistakes that we did then. Yeah, like, like it's it's like the government is is falsely creating money. We we're doing that now. We're like interest. Again, I'm not a, I'm not an expert here. I don't pretend to be, and, and I think, but but like just just reading about like these interest rates. So people were, were spending more money, but then basically the government kind of turned their back on the people. And, and I don't go read the article, like the reasons for the great depression. And, and just looking at just reading that article and then looking mm-hmm. at where we are today, it's repeating itself. Like, yeah. and I'm like, we have, there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Really? Like there's nothing that, that hasn't, happen in maybe not in the same exact circumstances but like in in its essence like this has all happened before so we can learn from it but we don't look back like we think we're the ones that are going to figure this out and even though the soviet union was a bad place to live america the the communist united states of america are going to work and it's going to be better and it's like 
no. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? I mean, ultimately what happened there, right, is, um, you know, the Cold War ended and they realized you know, the people who uh, touted communism as a ideology, they realized, OK, we can't win this war through force, but we can win this war through subversion. Mm-hmm. We can we can aim all of this stuff as an ideology, as a as a lifestyle, as socialism, as you know, a, a different academic pursuit instead of a militaristic one. Yeah. And we're we're doing the same thing over again. Um, yep. Amer- America, the communism won the Cold War. <laughs> <laughs> it did because it did. It in did. our in our in all yeah. of our public universities, communism flat out communism is being promoted constantly as the answer to all of our problems. Yep. So, and, and that's what we're seeing with this coronavirus yeah. stuff, even with people who claim to hate communism, even with people who are claim to be Republican conservative people who they're are not. like, they're not, they're really not like they're, not. there's so much in the term to use. Sometimes it's used derogatorily, but statism, right? Mm-hmm. They're, <laughs> I'm getting passionate about this. <laughs> it's we're good, man. Seeing, this is what we want. We're seeing throughout this crisis who people's God is. Yeah. And it's that, not the God of the Bible. Exactly. It's the government. Yep. We want Big Brother to solve everything for us. We want Daddy Government to save us from all of our problems. Mm-hmm. And we should not be surprised when the government becomes a much, much, much harsher master than God. Yeah. Because it is. Yeah. And we're going to have to, we're, unfortunately, like, America is just going to have to fall for it and and, yep. and realize what it's done before it's going to be able to change. Um, yeah. We're going to, this is going to progress and we're going to have less freedoms when we come out of this, this crisis. And the... The stuff that was only in 1984 is going to be commonplace. I mean, we were yeah. we were literally already seeing it, right? Where people oh, yeah. are being, you know, <laughs> are you out doing a non-essential activity? If you know a neighbor who's doing a non-essential activity, please report to your <laughs> local authorities. That is cyberpunk it's, dystopian stuff. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. Are so. you? Playing t-ball with your daughter at a park. <laughs> well, we're gonna arrest you. <laughs> you meanwhile, be <laughs> meanwhile, all the people who are in the prisons, we're going to let them free because yeah. we ha- can't have them near each other. Because we're gonna. It's just. It's so dumb. I, I don't. Okay, I, I don't. Understand. Yeah, it's it's sad, but you gotta laugh about it because it's like, what in the world is going on? It's like the the guy that's that's out in the middle of of a beach like surfing or whatever paddleboarding paddleboarding yeah all by him literally and like three different like (laughs) coast guard ships are trying to like pin him in and he's just like what is going on he's like i'm keeping my distance he's he's literally the only person out there and he social distancing champion he's at least 600 feet away from anybody until the police surround them with their boats and arrest him and then two dudes grab him are grabbing a hold of this man because he didn't social dis or didn't obey the order to yep. stay home or whatever 
Yep. And I, saw, I saw a video of a, a guy who wasn't wearing a mask on a yeah. bus, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, he was not aware of any sort of um, policy on that, that, that certain bus um, company that said he had to wear a mask. He didn't know what was going on. And police officers literally dragged him off of the bus because he wasn't yeah. wearing, wearing a mask. I'm sorry. I don't care how concerned you are about people getting sick and dying. That's wrong. But you don't love grandmas then, Caleb. That's wrong. <laughs> and, and that's what that's what is insane about this is I, I understand people are concerned about people getting sick and dying. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course. I I have seen so many people out have an outpouring of love and care for their neighbors over this whole mm-hmm. situation. But the minute you cross that line and you say the answer to us loving our neighbor is to call the police on them and arrest them because they're just living their normal life and not causing harm. They're not sick and they're not going into a people's home. If, if someone was sick and he was running into a, a nursing home and he was going to try to get all these old people sick... I would I would be the first person to tackle that guy. Of yeah. course. Yeah. But that's not the situation at all. We're seeing regular people doing regular stuff being arrested because we have given powers to the government they were never meant to have. Yeah. These people and it's not going to end there. We're going to come out of this crisis and that sort of they've gotten the taste of that now. Our government has gotten yeah. the taste of what they can get away with. As long as they say it's for the safety of our community. That's how they do it every single time. If you think I am a conspiracy theorist right now, please (laughs) read some history. Yeah. It happens over and over and over again. Yeah. So, I mean, they pulled that guy off the bus, not just because they want to protect others, but they want to protect him too, right? And, and what that's they the- did, yeah, they, they <laughs> three or four guys are now all over him. And what if they have the virus? I- exactly <laughs> right. It's I mean, it's the great the great irony of this all. Yeah, is like the, the very thing we're, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah, and then we're saying, well, it's really to protect ourselves. I'm shooting myself in the foot so I don't shoot myself in the head. And it's like, j- problem is you don't realize that when you shoot yourself in the foot and don't get medical care. You might get an infection that will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's just it's just crazy. It is so crazy to me. So I, I guess, I mean, you mentioned it. Like, these aren't powers that the government is supposed to have. So, like, no. what would you say? Like, how should how should have we reacted to all of this? Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's, that's the obvious place to go yeah. go next with this. Well, let's start with scripture, shall we? Yes. Because, um, yeah, that's that's where we want to ground it. Yeah. Uh, let me let me see if I can find the particular verses here. Um, uh, Are we going to Romans thirteen? Uh, I'm not going to Romans thirteen, but you okay. can go to Romans thirteen. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, here we go. Um, let's just give an example from Leviticus thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever someone this is uh, verses nine through seventeen, uh, just gonna read some of it probably. Um, whenever someone has a serious and infectious, wait, am I in the right? No, this is the message Bible. What the heck? What are you doing, man? That's the, one it, ga- on that's you, the one it gave me. What? <laughs> now I'm calling the cops on you. That was the default. The government needs Bible to save gateway. Me from what are you doing? 
Um, let's see. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just starting at the beginning of Leviticus 13. The Lord yeah. spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, when a person has on the skin of his body, a swelling or an eruption or a spot, and it turns into a case of leprous disease on the skin of his body, then he shall be brought to Aaron, the priest or to one of his sons, the priests, and the priest shall examine the diseased area on the skin of his body. And if the hair of the diseased area has turned white and the disease appears to be deeper than the skin of his body's body, it is a case of leprous disease. When the priest has examined him, he shall pronounce him unclean. Um, uh, and then the, the priest shall shut up the diseased person for seven days and the priest shall examine him on the seventh day. And if in, if in his eyes, the disease is checked and the disease has not spread in the skin then the priest shall shut him up for another seven days and the priest shall examine him again on the seventh day. And if the disease area has faded and the disease has not spread in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean. It is only an eruption. He shall wash his clothes and be clean. And then, you know, but if the eruption spreads in the skin after he has shown himself to the priest for his cleansing, he shall appear again before the priest uh, so on and so forth. Then the priest shall pronounce him unclean as leprous disease. Uh, just one case law from a list of case laws that are in Leviticus 13 here um, about uh, disease uh, and what to do with disease. Yeah. The one thing I want to say right away. Um, recently, we just did an episode on the Christian artist about theonomy, about God's law. Um, that's what we're coming from here as a standpoint on we're standing on the word of god for our foundation for how to handle situations like this because it turns out the bible has stuff to say about laws um and and we're going to start with this we are not allowed to go further than scripture and when scripture says what do you do you quarantine a diseased person you quarantine someone who is obviously sick now i understand Corona, the coronavirus, COVID-19, often appears asymptomatic. So people can have it and not show symptoms. Okay. Um, that's where we get testing. Um, you know, you, 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 you get testing. And if you find out someone has it, or if they're showing symptoms, then you can quarantine them. Quarantining them when they do not have symptoms and have not been tested positive for this virus is sinful. Yep. Flat it's out, called... straight out yeah. sinful. Because it goes beyond what scripture allows us to do. It it obviously uh, violates the God-given right laid out in scripture of someone's personal property and their ability to do with their own self as they will. You are not allowed as the civil magistrate to force people to stay in their homes when they are not sick. It's sin mm -hmm. and you need to repent of it. And, and people who are advocating for this as something the government is doing that is good need to repent of that sin of, of, because what does Romans one say? It says, you know, and those who give approval of, of those who do sin, right? The, sin is not just in the person who does the action, but those who give approval to it. And so we need to do a serious heart check in this situation yeah. because we are going back to the economic situation, right? Because we are not listening to scripture and not obeying its commands um, and being faithful to scripture, even when we are scared we are going to we have pronounced judgment on our nation already what we have we have destroyed our economy people's livelihoods are destroyed people's lives will end because of that mm -hmm. people will die 
because the government because people were so scared they begged the government to do this people will die because of it yeah i, I want to be as serious as possible when i say that because it's so serious it's more serious than covid19 um yeah the the effect yeah. i mean the effects are going to be so much they're going to last a lot longer than yeah. than this is going to last right like most most of us again if you not to not to downplay the the fact that there are people that have died from this yeah. from this from covid-19 yep. and that's a horrible thing right and and obviously they can't recover from that yep. but for those of us that recover from that get this and recover from it it, we basically from, from what i've seen at least you know you basically become immune to it like it's not going to hit you as hard yeah and and you know you'll get over it in a couple weeks you know again some of the complications yeah there it, it's a little harder than that but for most of us it's just something we get over in two weeks right but the the ramifications like you said the cannot like the effects of this like there are people that a month ago had a job or had a business and they're not going to have a, a job or a business, not just for two weeks. Now it's going to be until they can find something else. And, and since a lot of businesses are going under, it, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be a lot longer than just what, if they would have just gotten the coronavirus and gotten over it, it would have been a lot better for them than, than to have to lock down everything to then come back and again, we reopen everything up, but they're not going to have anything to go back to. They won't. And and that's that's part of the. I I, I don't want to say that I'm afraid of all of the stuff that's that's happening because I'm not really like I I I believe in a sovereign God who is working on everything for our good and His glory. You know, our good is the children of God. Yeah. And so I'm not ultimately scared of this situation but i am dreadfully concerned about the economic impact this is going to have for local businesses for small businesses because it, it, you can see the game plan you can see this plan if you paid attention to economics and lobbying for the past 20 years in america you can see this pattern the American government is slowly but surely turning us into a corpocracy, turning us into a system that favors huge corporations. Um, and this is not happening, as you, as um, some left-leaning people would say, because the corporations are evil. They are. But that's not the reason this is happening. The reason this is happening is because the government is evil. Because the government is the one that is that has the power and the ability to lobby mm -hmm. to um uh, to regulate the industry in such a way that only the corporations can stay in business, and that's what's yep. happening. Yeah, and so that's the exact same thing that's happening here with with the government ordering the shutdown of all non-essential businesses. They are essentially putting the death sentence on thousands of local businesses in favor of corporate America. Walmart is not going to go under because of this. Nope. Your your local yeah. store, hardware store, your local grocery store, they will. Um and what's going to be left? Just the corporate entities that are paying off the government to get all of the protections they need to keep running their business. Um 
it's just it's the same thing over and over and over again and people just don't want to see it yep yeah that's that that's that's exactly it like a, a, a private company can't force me to stay home like yeah. they cannot force me they can't ticket me yep but the government can and they can do much worse and that's that's the sad thing and and man yeah it's it's a serious situation it's yeah. It's crazy. And and I know people are going to probably look at this and be like, well, you guys are conspiracy theorists and you're like, and you say you're Christians and yet you're like weary of the government and you're, because one of the things, like you mentioned at the very beginning is yeah. Romans 13. That's what a lot of Christians are pointing back to. It's yeah. like, you know, we have to submit to the government, Romans 13. And, and I guess like what, <laughs> obviously we, we would not, that's not just no Christian would ever say that we obey the government in every single instance. Like if the government were to tell me you need to kill your wife. Obviously we're not. Yeah. No one's going to, no one's going to do that. Yeah. But where do we draw the line? Like where do we, you know, it says it right there. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Where does that, that line begin like where do we say no uh well let me find the verse reference uh the line is acts five twenty nine. but peter and the apostles answered we must obey god rather than men yeah and when god clearly says in his law you don't quarantine healthy people only unhealthy people um, and, and I'm not just using that case law as like one example and then there's something else that's going to contradict me. Uh, mm-hmm. If you look through the entirety of the law in in God's scriptures, um, you will see very clearly um, God continually upholds the life and liberty of individuals. And the civil magistrate is not allowed to infringe upon those rights unless a criminal offense has been occurred or in this particular case, unless they are actually sick. And then the government can step in and quarantine them. Um, as far as I know, quarantine is the only instance in scripture that someone, that the civil magistrate is allowed to use force on a person who has not committed a crime. The uh, That's the only instance I can think of. And it's because, you know, it's a serious situation yeah, where yeah. they have to be quarantined for the sake, but it's not, we're going to kill them for the sake of keep, you know, keeping everybody uh, not sick. It's we're going to quarantine them. We're going to keep them away from other other people, um, and and that is it. That is the only thing the government is allowed to do in a situation like this. Um, and I I just worry because I know people disagree with theonomy as a standpoint. With let's follow God's law in the Old Testament as our standard, our foundation for what government's supposed to look like. But the problem with not having that as our foundation is then we do see a situation like we're seeing here in America mm-hmm. because we have no foundation because we look at Romans 13 and we don't have the firm foundation of what does God say government should look like to understand Romans 13 because otherwise you're going to look at Romans 13 and say, all right, well, God established the government. Uh, God has instituted the government. All authority is given to them because God gave it to them. I guess they just, we can just, they can just do whatever and we have to listen to them. Yeah. But when you look at that passage closely, you see what are the two things that it 
the power that is given to the government, right? Evil to use the sword against evildoers mm-hmm. and to promote the common good. Um, what do those things mean? Well, obviously you have to look at the rest of scripture to understand what those things mean. Where do you find what that means? In the law of God. And so anything that does not look like any, any argument where someone says, Oh, they're, they're promoting the common good. They're, um, using the sword against evildoers, any instance that someone tries to use that without appealing to the foundational law in the other parts of scripture as, yeah. as the reason why they're making that argument, there's a disconnect there because we can, someone could say the government is doing anything for the common good, for the yeah. for the good of yeah. their people. That is a, that is a, a, a open floodgate for any number of injustices. Communist China in that instance was, they were just working for the good of their people to promote the common good. They were just, and and I'm probably paraphrasing this wrong. Let me, let me actually look up the particular passage we're looking at here to see if I can get that, that actual wording right. Cause I think I'm, uh, he's, let's see. uh, He is the servant Uh, of God and Avenger who carries out the wrath on the wrongdoer. Um, and I think you're the beginning of, of verse four. He says, "For he is God's servant for your good." Yeah. If you do wrong, he's sort of vain. He's a servant. Yeah, maybe I'm not. I maybe I'm just even adding that in. Um. Yeah. Yeah, rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. He is the servant of God and avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Um, okay, yeah, there you go. That's our yeah. delineation. And how do we know what that is? We look at scripture. We look at the rest of scripture. We don't take that out of context. We don't make some sort of appeal to every... How do I know this? Okay, so how do I know this? How do I know that that's what this passage is saying? It's because you start in verse 8 and you continue. Oh, no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. What is that passage saying? It's saying, if you want to love someone, follow the law. What law? What what law is the only law that there is? God's law, right? Mm-hmm. And So I just don't get it. I don't get how Christians can have this disconnect. What is your foundation? How do you know a law is good or not? You have to look at scripture. You can't just make it up. You can't just feel it. You can't just say, I feel that's a good law. Let's just, let's follow that law. Or, and you can't, you certainly can't say, we have to follow everything the government says. And I know most Christians would not say that. Maybe all Christians, hopefully, would not say that. And and Acts 5.29 is our, is our line we must obey God rather than men. The problem that I see is that so many people don't understand what it means to obey God rather than men because they assume that God's authority is only in the spiritual sphere. It's only in the church. That's where God's authority is. Mm -hmm. Every other sphere of life, God doesn't have authority there and you'd be dead wrong because scripture talks about every sphere of life. God has authority over everything. What did yep. Jesus say when the Great Commission? All authority has been given to me. All authority on heaven and earth. All? What does all mean? All. It's specifically the word there in, in the Greek means every kind of authority. Not just 
all in a general sense. It means every specific kind of authority. Does that mean church authority? Yes. Does that mean personal authority? Yes. Does that mean he has authority over schools? Yes. Does that mean he has authority over the government? Yes. And so when we look at this passage, when we look at this situation, we obey God rather than men. What does God say? Love the name, love your neighbor as yourself. What is love? The fulfilling of the law. What does the law say? Don't quarantine your healthy neighbors. <laughs> Rant done. I love seeing you like this, man. <laughs> oh, this is so good. Oh, this is awesome. I was at a roll there. I couldn't stop. That, that's good. No, that's you said everything you needed to say. That's good. People, listen. <laughs> we can huh. we can defeat the coronavirus and the government overreach together <laughs> if mm -hmm. we just follow God's word. And it's true. It's like, because otherwise, like you said, we're left to our own devices. Yeah. And and we know that's not how things work, especially specifically us as Christians. Like we know there is truth, and where do we go to find truth? We find it in God's word. And it, but but yeah, it's I mean. It's so scary that we have such a disregard yeah. for God's word and that we, we see these these obvious like people as God given like God given rights like we believe because the Bible says so and, and supposedly our constitution ensures these being taken away and yet we don't really care about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I don't know. It just it frustrates me when people because I've I've had you know friends of mine right say things like, um, you know, well without the government we'd have these you know these idiots who are like going on spring break and you know, you know going yeah. out and, and not listening to any of these suggestions. You're gonna have those people who would do that even when the government says mm -hmm. that they can't. They're doing it now. They're doing it now. <laughs> like, do you really think the government can actually enforce this like in that le volume? Yeah. They can, they can but, definitely have injustices. Yeah. They, they can definitely um, unjustly imprison and fine and whatever. Lots of people um, who are doing stuff, but it's not actually going to stop people from spreading this if they yeah. really like aren't yeah. just you know if they may really make their own decision here. The yeah. people who would like the people who are concerned about the coronavirus, if you know when they're given the information and they're concerned about it and they want and they love their neighbor or whatever. They're gonna follow that. They're they're gonna quarantine themselves. They're gonna yeah. be careful, yeah. uh, even without the government telling them. They exactly. Are. A lot of people did. And that. I saw even, that before. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right? right. Like even at my job, even before all of this was going on, like people were like washing their hands. We cleaned, and we needed to clean. Like not even because of the coronavirus, we just needed to clean, yeah. and so we cleaned. And and like even before the government was like, we're gonna shut everything down. We cleaned. People were washing their hands. We were. We stopped shaking hands. Like I haven't sh shaken someone's hand at my job at least for a long time. Yeah. And and it was all like us. Like okay, we don't want to spread this thing. We don't want people to get sick. We don't want to get sick. So let's let's do this. But that's not to say that just because people break laws that we shouldn't have any. Because then somebody could say. Well, then let's not even have, let's not even make murder illegal then because people will just murder people anyways, right? That's not what we're saying. We're saying yeah. these are unjust laws. These are things that 
that shouldn't even be, that shouldn't be a law. And so like, I don't even, I'm not even angry at the person that doesn't go, like, I'm not angry at the guy that goes and quote unquote breaks this law because it's a stupid law. It's not just, it's not righteous. I'm not angry that he went to the park and played t-ball with his daughter and violated the order because it wasn't wrong for him to do so, even though the government said it was. Yeah. That's what we're saying is like, these are the reason why it it doesn't matter is because it's wrong. It's fundamentally wrong. And like, so certainly someone having a disregard for the health and well-being of someone else, let's say, right, there is someone who, who's not paying attention, doesn't get themselves tested they're but they're maybe showing symptoms and they just mm-hmm. they go out and they just touch a bunch of stuff they just you know hug a bunch of people that person is sinning yes they're not loving their neighbor but not all sins are crimes yes and we can see that very clearly in scripture right lying to your neighbor just you know like a normal lie is a sin but it's not a crime you can't you can't enforce and we know this logically yeah. Right. We know that there can't be a lie law. We can't. The government can't enforce. You know, at least not yet. It might come. Hey, the government right? would have to imprison itself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> right. But we understand that there are delineations like that, where something is wrong, but it ha- it can't be illegal because it's impossible to enforce something like that. Yeah. Um. While perjury, right, lying mm-hmm. in, in a court case, trying to get like a false accusation, something like that. Those are instances of lying that are crimes. And it's obvious to see why they would be crimes and why they would be punishable, you know, in in a civil court. Um, And we just have to have common sense about these things. And more importantly, we need to have common sense while we look through the world through the lens of scripture. Yes. Yep. And then we'll see situations like this and we'll say, there is so much we can do to stop the coronavirus. None of it, none of it includes using the government to infringe upon the rights of our neighbors. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, pointing out the thing where you were saying, Angel, right? Like um, people, your, your work and stuff, right? They started wiping everything down and cleaning everything before the government had any particular order to do so. Why is this? Because businesses understand exactly. they have to cater to their, what their customers want. And no customer right now wants a business to be unclean. Yes, they don't. And so we all got those emails. Yeah, (laughs) I have gotten so many COVID emails from businesses. They all get it. And what what is so insane, they all came out before the orders, before everything was illegal, because culture, our society will flow according to what people want. And what is right in terms of a civil sense, because we understand in theory, right? Like what is helpful yeah. to each other, what's beneficial to each other to, as a society. And that's because of our God-given consciousness to be our ability to be civilly righteous. Um, all of those things will happen without government. And we can see this in history. Yeah. Um, child labor is one example. Um, did you know that uh, before child labor laws were enacted, right? Where so you can't, uh, you know, there's a whole big, you know, uh, crisis of a bunch of kids being forced to work basically by their parents because it was, you know, uh, they they needed money and they 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 didn't send their kids to school. They instead sent them to work because the you know the family needed money. Now, what's interesting is before the government ever enacted child labor laws, 
our culture just naturally shifted away from kids working in in that capacity. If you look at the actual history of it, um, society just changed. And the government came came along after the fact and then it'll you know criminalize something that the society already agreed on. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what you see time and time again. We all agree on something. And then the government comes along and then says, oh, you know what? You know what would be good? Let's take this even one step further. Let's 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 say that if people do this thing, they have to give us money. Right. That's yeah. what it, that's what it is. The government doesn't care about you. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it doesn't. Me, there may be individual people in the government um, who don't maybe understand what the government is yeah. and maybe want to change the world, maybe want to do good. Those very people, idealistic. <laughs> they're idealistic. May, you know, they, they want to they help people. Maybe those people exist. I think they do. Um, the government as a whole does not. Yeah. And you have to understand that. Like, th- these orders are not coming because the government wants to... Yeah. help people not die from the coronavirus these things are coming because the government saw an opportunity and they took it because we gave them an opportunity we gave them an opportunity yeah. and they took it they they yeah. and i just it saddens me so much that people are falling for this hook line and sinker i know that there are people in the government who do care about people and do yeah. want you know, maybe try to enact some coronavirus things because they wanted to help people but the vast majority, when you look at the actual outcomes of these orders, when you look at what's you know, the the constant the people getting fined for doing nothing wrong whatsoever, right? Mm-hmm. Just because they are technically in violation of this order, um, the, those people are the ones who are getting fined, who are getting arrested, not people who are running around sick trying to get old ladies, you know to die from the coronavirus those yeah. people because those don't people people don't don't show up <laughs> because that's stupid yeah right like and 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 if they did the government was not going to talk about it because it feels like then they would actually be doing their job i don't know yeah. i'm just <laughs> i just i'm yeah. so frustrated about this yes. because it's I just so tell. obvious <laughs> it's just so i obvious. can tell but christians this is an opportunity for us to preach the gospel you know, the government doesn't yeah. care about you, but there is someone yeah. who does, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And so if you're listening to this and you're a Christian, preach the gospel, fulfill yeah. the Great Commission, especially now. I mean, people are more than ever are thinking about death. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think they're, they're, uh, their chances of dying increased that much from a month ago for most people. Yeah. But they're thinking about it because... Yep of the way that, that people have reacted to it. This is a perfect time for us to preach the gospel and to give people true hope that instead of looking to the government, look to Christ. Like this is, this isn't a, and like you said it at, at the beginning, man, the government has, is people's God. Yeah. People, and that's idolatry. And if you're listening to this and you're not a Christian and you're putting your faith and trust in the government or yourself or the stock market, whatever it may be, Ultimately, you need to repent and you need to trust in Christ. Like you're underneath the wrath of God for idolatry and you need Christ. Like you, more than a cure to the coronavirus, more than, than a job even, you need Christ and you need, you need to be saved from the wrath of God. And ultimately, like that's what we want people to know because once they do know that, we become a new creation and we'll want to love our neighbor. Like we'll love our neighbor so that we don't want them to get sick. So I'll take the necessary precautions. There's a reason why 
I want to protect human life. Mm-hmm. Right. Man. <laughs> what one, one note I want to put, because yeah. it was something I just thought of. Um, I, I do believe that technically in some of the case laws for um, the diseases of the quarantines, there's also um, uh, strict uh, leeway given to people who have come in contact with this sick person. Mm-hmm. Can also be quarantined for a certain amount of time, right? Just to make sure that they're not also sick. Yeah. Um, but that is as far as it goes. I just want to make sure I got that out there so people don't accuse me of mis misquoting that. Yeah. Um, uh, and and still, even with that added addendum, the government has gone far and above what is yeah. given yeah. them to do. Yeah. So. It even what we we have established as the role of our government. Right, like the very first amendment says, right, people to freedom of speech should not be infringed, and like to be, to gather and to do these things, and it's being infringed each yeah, and every that's, day. That's actually one right. of the things that I just saw on Twitter as I was kind of just scrolling through, was um, there was a protest being done on some of the mm-hmm. coronavirus stuff that's been happening, and they the police came and said, "You're not. This goes against the order, so you can't <laughs> protest." Protesting is not an essential activity. Yeah. Do you realize, does anyone realize how insane that is? Really? Like, that is just <laughs> direct First Amendment infringement. Uh, yeah. All of it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it all is, right? But yeah. It's it's just so obvious and people yeah. just... It just know. gets more and more obvious every day. Yeah. And we got to so wake up. Get woke, know. people. Yeah. Wake Repent up, sheeple. And trust in Christ. <laughs> yeah. And... I, I can't believe I got through this whole podcast without saying boogaloo flu. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been referring to it as. Yeah. Yeah. As the boogaloo flu. Yeah. Um, Pe- when people want to revolt against the government. Yeah. Yeah. It's boogaloo flu. J- just a note we do not, um, uh, we do not recommend starting a revolution yes, against the no, government. No, no, no. Not, um, yet. Not, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe um, we'll talk about that another day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that might be something Angel and I slightly disagree on. But yeah. Oh, man. The the specifics of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, the, obviously the thing we need to talk about now, though, too, here before we leave is, has, has anything changed in our views on Chipotle and Qdoba? <laughs> Qdoba is even better now than ever. <laughs> In the midst of all the chaos, I know I can find solace and comfort in my Chipotle. You were about to say Qdoba. I you said I, Qdoba I at so. first. <laughs> you started Rona saying you said Rona Q- did it. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally so confused. I was like, "Are you just? Did you just switch sides?" No, Caleb. I, I think it's. I think it's everything going. on. I mean, on. I have it's, this recorded, Angel. I'm going to be able to show you what. what you Chipotle, just Chipotle, Chipotle. I'm going to call the cops on you for violating something. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, Chipotle is oh, the best, man. Chipotle, yeah, all the well, way. Well, that was fun. It was you and me against the world. Yeah. <laughs> That was where the disagreement lies. You, you, me versus the media. Yep. <clears throat> well, thank you for tuning in, y'all. Um, hopefully, you'll still listen to us after listening to this podcast. If you're pulling your hair out because you disagree with us so much, let us know. We would love to <laughs> to hear your thoughts. Yeah. yeah. And 
I mean, that's okay. You can disagree with me and Caleb. But thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. But the last question we do have to ask you is, do you disagree with us? Do you do you disagree with us or do you crap? We always do it. We always fail. Do you disagree with us? No, do you disagree with us or do you disagree with us? There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> oh boy. Thanks. Adios. See you guys. Thank you.